2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Locked on. Locked on, Cowboys. Locked
3: on. Cowboy. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host Layne McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lane What's going
0: on, sir? Not much. I, got, I was uh, sitting at home yesterday, uh, hanging out with my daughter. or are just uh, enjoying some time away from work and Twitter for a moment. The next thing I you know, I get a call from Marcus Mosier. And uh, Marcus is like, have you heard the news? And I had not heard the news. Well,
3: you made it sound like I was excited about this news. You sounded pretty excited about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen. We're gonna get into it, so let's let's just go ahead. And yes, get rid we, of
0: I do want to discuss that aspect of it yeah, as yeah. well. So, yeah,
3: the Cowboys, uh, I believe, <laughs> officially are going to release Jalen Smith on Wednesday. Uh, it was announced last night via Adam Schefter. Uh, the move is a little surprising after Week Four. Um, he was actually the captain in the in the Panther game for the Cowboys, but first and foremost, when you first heard the news, what were your thoughts, Landon?
0: I mean, I, the first thing that I felt was shock. I mean, I, I do think that it's a little bit shocking. We hadn't really gotten any kind of inkling of this. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's not like completely out of the realm of 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 belief. Shocking. It, the the timing is what's shocking. I think so. And and I still think you know, there's something else going on here. There's uh, there's still this is there's something you know the timing still even with all the the reasons that we've heard. There's something else. There's, there's another angle of this that I feel like we haven't heard yet. Um, but, but I guess that was my first thought was why now, you know, what, what's, what's, what's different. And maybe, maybe part of it was that they're getting people back, but I I tend to think that there's something else going on here, or at least there was another angle that added to this. There's clearly been tension here. They've clearly had issues with his contract that, you know, almost a year and a half after they signed it, um, so I think that they wanted to get that contract off the books and all the reasons that we've been mm-hmm. hearing online about, and we can go over that, is about the guaranteed contract and that sort of thing. That all makes sense. I still feel like there was some other shoe that dropped that kind of sealed the deal here. So, all right, so here's my take
3: on the the entire thing. Um, I don't think there's one particular thing that you can point to and say, this is the reason why they cut Jalen Swift because, yeah. If he was playing really well, you wouldn't care about the money next year, right? The guaranteed money. Like if he right. was playing like he did as an all-pro player in 2018, you wouldn't. That's not a big deal at all. Um, now, if he was, if he wasn't a starter and was playing really well on special teams. You could say, all right, let's just keep him on special teams this year. We've already paid him his money, and we'll cut him at the end of the year, right? But he wasn't really doing that, and it kind of sounds like he wasn't all that interested in playing special teams. So I just think, honestly, Landon, it's a combination of things. The Cowboys can yeah. save some money next year, right? If he signs a decent deal this year, there's some offset money. Uh, they obviously like Leighton Van Rushing, Keanu Neal more. We know that because Keanu Neal played more snaps than Jalen or excuse me, yeah, played more snaps than Jalen in the first two weeks when they were both healthy, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, we know they like Jabril Cox. I think they wanted to see what Luke Gifford could do because he's younger, he's cheaper. I, I just think it's like the perfect combination of all of these factors coming into it that that's,
0: now it's the time to release him. I, I honestly think that's most of it. And let's let's not forget the thing that we talked about yesterday. Like when Donovan Wilson comes back on the field, how are they going to find right. uh, snaps for Curse? I think, you know, having him kind of play some more of that nickel backer position, which you know kind of re- reshuffles the linebacker you know snaps as well. Yes, uh, is is a way to do that. So uh, I, I agree. I don't think this was when I say that there was another shoe that dropped. I, I don't imply that this was the only shoe to drop. I think no, that no, no. this yeah. is a yeah. this is a tense situation uh, that that you know clearly. Jalen's contract was a dead man walking for next year. Uh, it, I guess the the thing that you know so, was surprising was that you know he's been playing you know not great, but I mean he's been playing like we expected, and and, yeah. and he's been playing appropriate snaps for how we expected. So for him to get cut to to me feels like there was some other thing that happened. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, all I know is that you know when they signed the contract when when he started out, like what before we end the book with Jalen Smith, like what a crazy story he is. I mean, to go yeah. from you know, probably you know, uh, you know top player in the country as college football player to get injured, assume that he's never going to play football again at the very least, maybe never even walk again, some people said. Yeah, um, you know, and then to come back and play football and then play at a high level of football for at least a season, probably in a season and a half sign a major contract and then to see him basically turn into the, the Cowboys villain. <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, uh, and, you know, he's, he's played poorly. Yeah. That's certainly yeah. not defending his play. And I, I don't think his, uh, you know, off field demeanor has made him any friends. Um, but I also think that, you know, he became the, the thing that Cowboys fans complain about, you know, yeah. like in, in, in casual conversation. So, uh, and and I think that there's a lot of people that are thrilled today and clearly just dunking on the fact that he got cut, which I, I guess I understand, but the, at the same sense, it's like, I, I'm glad he's gone just simply because I'm sick of hearing people dunk on Cowboys players that are Cowboys fans. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I
3: don't think it's not fair to to Jalen to do that. I mean, I there's some stuff that we talk about that's just dumb and it's we don't need to spend time on it, but... I actually think this is a good move for the Cowboys for a couple of reasons, right? Like they, yeah. they have a long-term picture here. Like, hey, we're not going to keep this guy on a roster next year. Let's just make sure that we don't have to pay him any more money. And it's a good short-term solution because now we get to see more of Keanu Neal. We get to see maybe yep. more of J. Ron Kerset linebacker. Obviously, yep. they like Jabril Cox a lot. So I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I also think, listen, they, we've heard about the team chemistry for a long time for this team. Like Amari Cooper – said this is the, the best he's ever seen a team kind of click together. And you just wonder, like, somebody like Jalen who, and I'm not saying this is happening, but when he's being paid like a top 10 linebacker in football and he was at a Pro Bowler and now he's being reduced in snaps, like, does that is that a kind of thing that could potentially make this not work out? And the Cowboys just decided, hey, go play somewhere else. You're, you're too good to be sitting on the bench, uh, but you're not quite good enough to be a full-time starter either is it better just to move on and be done with it maybe maybe
0: yeah i have to say organizationally it made me very thrilled yes. because i it, it because i think it shows the willingness to do what you need to do you know and and, and not afraid to take that hit i mean they they're, they're going to be on the hook for i think 16 million dollars for the next 2 years this year, like you next said year, there's yeah. there, there's a chance that there's like about I think it's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in offset language if if he signs with when he signs with another because I think he will. Yeah. Uh, so you know, the, you know the cowboys will probably be on the hook for a little bit under seven million dollars this year for for what he's got. Um and but, but I mean signed up with the- really quickly.
3: there are some people wondering why didn't the Cowboys release him earlier this offseason if you are only gonna play him four games. Um it, it, I, I even saw some people from some credible cap sites say, Hey, if the Cowboys would have released him at this time, they could have saved was it 20 million dollars it's actually not the case he had minor surgery this offseason that guaranteed his contract for this year so dallas didn't have a choice whether they wanted to keep him or not and you know save that money and i think that's what played into their decision to do it now he's healthy let's not risk it because if he's not going to be a top three linebacker for us we can save that five million maybe even up to like six or seven million next year and maybe trying to re-sign Connor Williams or Dalton Schultz or somebody that we might have lost in free agency. I think that's why it makes so much sense.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean I think clearly they looked at their young defense and realized that there are some guys in there that they want to keep that I mean like you mentioned Schultz, Williams, uh Gregory, uh, Gregory all free agents next yep. year. So so and, and then you've got some guys on some one-year deals that you may want to keep, you know. Sure. So uh yeah, I think it obviously they were not going to resign they were not going to keep his salary for next year. Uh, intact uh the injury guarantee uh, you know the injury guarantee was there four weeks ago too you know sort of saying yeah. so again yeah. as much as people are using that as a reason it's only I'm part sure. of the equation right yeah like exactly said, there's only it's only part of the equation that that, that wasn't the uh, the outward force because that force was there for the last it, four. if weeks. he
3: was playing really well i don't think the cowboys would have worried about it right but yeah the fact I mean, that's that, the that thing is or they had to do ends.
0: they had to make to do you know they had to what's the saying make make a uh, chicken salad out of chicken you know yeah. dumping yeah. Uh, it's and, and I think that's that's what they were trying to do with the situation they they had yes. the contract they had to eat it they're trying to find ways to make him a useful player at that contract rate but at a certain point something changed the, uh, the angles to the point yep. where the risk was not versus the reward and so they decided to cut bait
3: uh yeah very interesting story i'm sure we'll be getting more information over the next couple absolutely. Of days absolutely uh, curious to see how the linebacker room plays out even this week with Keanu Neal expected to be back, Leighton Van Dresch, and we'll see about Micah Parsons. So uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll get to the next big story around the NFL. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Laney, we were going to talk about Stephon Gilmore uh, because he was expected to be released by the Patriots, uh, but he has not been released because within the last five minutes, he's been traded. Uh, he's been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a six-round pick. <laughs> so uh, that's oh, wow. just how fast things happen here in Cowboys Good Nation. Right? We were going to do a whole segment on Stephon Gilmore. Would he make sense for the Cowboys and what would you give up? Uh, but that's no longer an option. So thoughts.
0: <laughs> this is well i mean my thought is this is why you announced that you're going to cut a player before you actually do it <laughs> it's because that chums the water pretty good if if he's a yep. desirable player and you still want to get that chance to trade the player i know the cowboys had put feelers out for for jaylen but i mean you can't trade that contract that's no, the problem no so uh you know this is i'm i'm frankly a little surprised that they could Trade Stephon Gilmore's contract, uh so it'll be interesting to see what the offset is there and 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 what he's going to get paid and that sort of thing. But uh yeah, Carolina I mean, thinks
3: I, that they must think they're a um, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, right? Moves for C.J. Henderson and Gilmore in
0: the last couple days, right? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really get that. You know, I don't, I I don't know, man. Like, I I don't think that they are. I mean, people think we're that good. the Cowboys. The, the people think that the Cowboys are kind of on the border of being contenders yeah. for this year. No. If if we're on the border, then uh, Carolina's. You know, still I mean,
3: I, I right. thought it made a lot of sense for like Green Bay, like because
0: it's pretty yeah, I, I Green assumed, Bay's last one, right. I, mean, I assumed you were going to say Green Bay or or, or, uh, Kansas, you know, City or Kansas City or somebody City like was that, right? Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa really, Bay, I just yes. thought. I mean, Tampa Bay really could have used them. So, uh, yeah, I, I. I Carolina is a very curious choice, but again, uh, they were probably, everyone else was probably waiting, uh, uh at the entrance for, uh, or the exit for, uh, Gilmore to walk out and, and offer him free agent deals. Once he uh, cleared waivers or maybe even to, to claim him, I don't know, but no, he's a event, So there's no waiver. So yeah, so he, they were just waiting at the exits to, to, to claim him. And then new England grabbed him by the collar as he was out the door and pulled him right back in and said, you're going to Carolina. So, uh, yeah, I don't really understand. I mean, it's not a lot. They're they're trading a 6 round pick for him. It's a salary, though. I mean, I, I believe. Yeah, and and also it's like it's like it. What? How long is how long? Are you you're gonna have to resign him, right? Yeah, because like, he's a free agent
3: at the end of the year. I think he gets like seven million or something this year. So
0: we'll see. But it doesn't um, make sense as a short term rental. So I, I don't really understand this move. The
3: the only way that I can see what happened it, and Mike, this I I'm betting this is what happened. Stephon Gilmore went to South Carolina, right? J.C. Horn to South yeah. Carolina. I'm wondering if there's some ties there. Now he goes back down to Carolina. Maybe you know the coaches down there were saying – or the players were saying, hey, Matt Rule's really fun. Come play for us. Uh, I, I just have a feeling maybe that's what was going on. So.
0: And, you, and, you know, maybe what it is is that the Carolina is looking at this as – we get Gilmore for a year. Maybe he can help mentor someone like C.J. Henderson and, and, and talk to Horn while he's recovering. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, he goes and signs someplace else and they get a comp pick for him. So Maybe. Would, be, would not be surprised.
3: That's a, that's a good thought as well. Um, all right. Well, the good news is now we have some time for some All-22 notes, right? Uh, yeah. We promised that we were going to get to some of our notes from uh, watching the film. Um, Laina, let's just kind of go rapid fire. We've got about 10 minutes here to talk about some of the things we saw. Uh, what was one of your biggest takeaways when
0: watching the film? Well, I think again, it's just to kind of continue. Well, first of all, uh, the big flashing red light is man. This offensive line played fantastic on Sunday. I mean, you know, we heard everybody talking about it uh, all week, and and but to actually go back and watch it, I mean, Zach Martin was just moving bodies yeah. all yeah. game. I mean, I, look, I'm I'm an Auburn guy. Uh, and 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 Derrick Brown is fantastic, but I mean both Connor Williams and Zach Martin were kicking his butt all game. Oh long. Yeah. yeah. And and it was fantastic to see. I, I will say that I feel like Connor Williams has mastered finally the ability to uh hold in the NFL, <laughs> which is a big which is a huge part of block, well, I mean, a huge blocking, part of blocking in the right? NFL. Yeah, I mean just being able yeah. to uh, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. Every offensive lineman holds. Like, like don't fool yourself. Uh, but what what the difference is is that you have to be subtle about it, right? You got to be able to hold the guy while hot, concealing your hands close to your body, understanding the angles. He's really gotten a lot better about, you know, taking that extra little bit of hold. And right when he's about to, like, get into the arm extended, oh, God, everyone's going to see this mode – he falls on the guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or he yeah. tackles the guy. Like, oh, we both fell down. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I, you know, it's the whole uh, clip, trip, and 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 hold. You know, learning how to do that in the NFL, and I think he's gotten that down. I thought that the uh, overall the offensive line played fantastic. Uh, the protection at times was a little bit shaky, but I think that that's kind of part in, in parcel of what Phil Snow and yeah, the Carolina Panthers do. They're really good at dialing those things up. First play of the I'm game, not-
3: the uh, the hit that Shaq Thompson had on Prescott was uh, great because I initially thought Zeke missed the block and he was late, but there's no way that Zeke can make that, that block that on the play just
0: action. That was an incredible play call with, with yeah. – an incredible blitz call versus what they were trying to do, right? Because yeah. D- D- Dak tried to do the play action to the opposite side to which Zeke needed to get over a, uh, like two whole gaps yeah. to get in front of the blocker. And it was just the timing of it was just very well done by Carolina. So kudos to them on that. Uh, But I think that, yeah, most of the blitz stuff, you know, you felt like Dak was getting the ball off in time. Uh, You know, I think that going back and watching Cooper, uh, you know, playing with that, what we know was injured ribs and a hamstring. And yeah, he didn't play a ton of snaps. That was the thing that I think was surprising to me. I, I had forgotten is that he only played like, I think, Something like thirty snaps or something. I'm telling
3: you, he's Willy Wonky. He walks out there. He looks like he can barely even jog, and he's beating a corner down the field for a forty-something yard touchdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think uh, you know he he definitely played an impressive game. Um, you know, a few more notes on the offense. I think, I think Dalton Schultz played a better game than than we even saw. Well, I thing- think
3: we. I mean. The fumbles were a
0: real thing, right? That's, yeah, that's that's the thing that took away from us, right? The second one was the first one was not a fumble at all. So the second no, one it was
3: no, it wasn't a fumble, but it was close. That's the thing is like you gotta you gotta hold on a little bit better than that. And I get it; it's not technically a fumble, but still, you don't want to see your yeah. guy putting the ball on the ground three times in this game.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, look they. Uh, they, they took away his touchdown they took away his two-point conversion which i think was a two-point conversion too so well those things can offset but i, yes. I mean i saw a couple different play a uh, couple different times when um you know he was running free and uh, that dak and dak missed him like he was running up the seam with, with space yeah uh, and routes a lot and and i think that you know dak was trying to mix things up and sometimes just wasn't getting over to him in time with with the blitz but uh schultz has really kind of shown up in in a way that He's yeah. just really taking his game to the next level. Um, yeah, what? What? Anything else that you saw on offense that we should mention before we kind of I mean, flop over to defense?
3: I, I we kind of made fun of it last week, and we were kind of like joking about it. But like Connor McGovern at fullback is like a real thing. Like they oh, even yeah. expanded his playbook more this week. And like there was one play where he's lined up like as an as an H back or an offset mm-hmm. back, right? And like instead of just sprinting downhill to hit somebody or anything. He, like, was patient, was waiting for the gap to open up, and he hit the linebacker and turned the guy. It's like, listen, you might be able to find 10 snaps a game for Connor McGovern just as a fullback, as an extra blocker, or whatever, but because he's good <laughs> in that role.
0: Everybody in the Carolina front seven seemed very willing to get turned on blocks. I mean, yeah. Tyron Smith executed a reach block where he got on the other side of the three-tech and then completely turned him around. Yeah. And it was just like. I was sitting there going, I understand Tyron Smith is Tyron Smith, but like, how are you letting this do this? You're a professional football player too. So uh, yeah. I mean, again, it's too bad we don't have a ton of time, but just, you know, we've talked uh, everyone's talked about the biggest takeaway right tyron is back. tyron smith is is so back and this offensive yeah. line frankly in general is just playing lights out football right now
3: yeah i didn't think terrence Steele had quite a, as good of a game as we saw maybe last week but he
0: was still really good as a run block he's holding on you know he's yeah. he's you know he's not he's not he's uh, not killing uh, you and it's exactly he's not, what not you killing you and that's tackle, right? exactly exactly just don't kill me don't kill my game yeah. plan and he's he's not he's not killing us Right. Um,
3: all right. We're gonna get to some of our takeaways on defense, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all of your favorite sports. Also, want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get fifteen percent off your next box. All right, defense. Um, I want to start with J. Run Curse. Made a couple incredible plays in the run game. Did get a little bit exposed in coverage. There's some times where he just guesses it wrong, I think, in assignment stuff. But I think it's pretty clear. Like, he's probably a part-time player. I don't think you want him to be a full-time guy. But 20, 25 snaps a game, I think he can make a real impact.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a really fantastic third safety nickel nickel backer mm-hmm. type, you know, in that role. Uh, I think between him and, and uh, Keanu Neal, I think you've got two players who are really good run and hit defensive back, linebacker hybrid types. Uh, you know, they can both play, I think, either one of those roles. You, you still want Neil, I think, playing more of the linebacker role and and Keir Kerr's playing more of that yep. kind of tight end, over the tight end, uh, you know. Sam linebacker, defensive back type you know, position, overhang defender, however you want right. to call it, star position. Um, you know, they, they. I think they you know, interact with each other really well. I, I do think that he he was thrown into a role that, you know, I think some of us were nervous about when when we lost Donovan Wilson. I think we've seen good things from Kirsch, but it still was a, a step up. And I mean, not only did he step up, I think he practically almost stole the job away from donovan wilson i do agree uh, after kind of watching the tape a little bit more um that you know he 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 did seem like uh there was some mistakes in coverage or 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 maybe that he uh there's some confusion on what his assignment was um and and you know i think that that's probably speaks to you know inexperience and he's he hasn't played a bunch of defensive snaps in his career. I mean he's just been a lot Basically, of good guy. Yep. And that's why it was, I guess, so surprising that he was playing so well. So uh you know, I think with a little bit more evening out, maybe like a reduction in snaps, I think between um, you know, between that and and what you can get out of Wilson, uh you're gonna get a, a, a some good safety play. Again, continued good safety play. And again, I, I have to bring it up. I think Malik Hooker played a really good game for Well, World and I was soccer. just about
3: to bring him up cuz he yeah. he had a chance to have a huge game but he had two bad things work against him. Number one, he had a perfect run fill and he got pushed in the back and he just missed the tackle yeah, which, and he was, was so upset that he didn't get the call. He got up and he's like, "What the heck?" Like, <laughs> I know, mean, he it was perfect. It up. would have been a great tackle for loss. He had another one where it was a screen on his side and he kind of slipped the tackle and he just missed it. or slipped the block, missed the tackle. And that play ended up going for like twelve yards or whatever. But if he makes those two plays, he's probably the first guy that we're talking about to get today, rather than the second.
0: Yeah, and I think you know he's still he's one the one guy at the safety position who's still kind of working himself into shape. You know, if you think about like he got a late start, every, everybody else, he's still recovering from an Achilles injury. So uh, I, I as I, I'd like to continue to see improvement there, which i have seen with, and I think you know if if the head trajectory keeps going. Man, you're really going to have a quite a safety rotation going pretty soon. Uh,
3: yeah, I think so. Um, Nation Wright played one snap and had one penalty. There you go. He
0: might
3: he might not be ready.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Let's see what Kelvin Joseph has. Uh,
3: yeah, um, Quinton Bohana I thought kind of struggled in this game. He had a couple nice plays, but uh, he had played, played 17 snaps. It's they're just using a lot him. To ask in,
0: from, they're using right? him in situations that you know they wouldn't normally use him in if they had a healthy defensive tackle rotation right like because yes. they have to so you know he's he's playing more snaps that are passing down snaps and they're trying to fit him in there mm. just to get you know some guys some breathers he can't have Oso Dizua <laughs> rushing the passer 65 snaps a game like he just won't make it um so they had to rotate in bohana and put him in and you know to his credit like it wasn't great, but this is also not what he was drafted for, at least no. not early in his career. So for him to go in and at least give you something, the snaps. And I mean, Justin Hamilton. I was just going
3: to say, Justin, first of all, I didn't realize how many snaps Justin Hamilton did played until I went to the game log. It was like, I'm going to double check it. I have it right here. 31 snaps he played after being called up from the practice squad.
0: I look i I've been I've been putting respect on Justin Hamilton's name since training camp i, have. I, I mean and, and I feel like when he goes out there he 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 gets through the line he penetrates he's able to hold up double teams he's what you're kind of looking for at, for a nose tackle in some regards now I don't want him playing a ton of snaps I think 30 is about the most that you would ever want yeah. oh, him yeah. playing but I think that you know look you're getting you're not getting great snaps from your down roster nose tackles. But the fact that they're getting, you know, decent snaps, and and you know, one of the two guys is a rookie, and the other one is a guy that you're calling up off your practice squad week to week, that's pretty decent, and that's yeah. and that's kind of you know helping to not let them be exposed, and that's really what what we're worried about is that the defensive tackle depth injury the problems would 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 cause the Cowboys to kind of be exposed, and and that hasn't really been the case yet. You know, we'll see what happens when the turnovers don't come mm-hmm. at the rate that they're coming.
3: Uh, 44 combined snaps for Justin Hamilton and Austin. I cannot pronounce his li- name. You're going to have to help me. Fayola? Think- Fayola. 44 I think- snaps from those guys, and I'm sure that going into the season, uh, nobody was expecting those guys to play as much as they are. So eventually, if you get Neville Gallimore back, uh, Carlos Watkins is supposed to return to, this, to the lineup this week. I think that will help your defense because it's just too many snaps for those guys. And then t- on top of Quentin Bohana's 17 snaps – you just have a lot of guys out there that probably shouldn't be out there, except for Justin Hamilton, who's not bad. He's not bad. That's a, that's what I'll say.
0: Yeah, I mean, look again. When we're talking about these guys, we're not talking about playmakers. I just need you to to you know not embarrass yourselves. Bahana had some bad snaps. Hamilton had some bad snaps, but they weren't consistently being crushed. It wasn't like noticeably bad. And, and, and Bahana will get better. And and I think it, when he, especially when he's used in in more appropriate situations to his skill set. I think he can eventually be a guy that can give you a little bit more as a pass rusher, not more than what he's doing, not a ton. Uh, But I think that, you know, it's still early in his career. And again, despite what it may look like with Oso Zua. Playing defensive tackle as a rookie is incredibly hard. hard. So, uh, yeah, I think we should give him a little space. And I think he's played admirably considering all things. Uh, Last
3: thing that I wanted to mention, uh, the Cowboys moved Parsons all over the place in this game. Uh, 16 snaps as a defensive end, 48 as a linebacker, three as like a slot defender as an overhang, and then one as an outside defender. I know Pro Football Focus calls it a wide corner. He was basically just following the running back out there. So uh, I, I kind of think that's like the right distribution of snaps, right? Like half the time basically as a linebacker, half the time as an edge guy. Does that seem about right to you?
0: Well, yeah, except it's not It's not half and half. It's more like three, three to one. Right yeah, of linebacker yeah. to, to defensive line reps, and I think that's appropriate. I mean, because that's that's the best way to get him on the field for the most snaps. If you yeah. play him at defensive in the full time, the, the full time, I mean, you you're probably only going to get thirty snaps out of him, thirty five snaps out of him, maybe. Uh, if you play him at situational uh, spots where you need him to rush the passer, uh, you know and you said it like 15 to 20 times a game, you could probably get a heavy, a, still a, a solid load of linebacker out of him as well. He's got to be in incredible oh. shape, by the way. My, yeah, being, I mean, being a really. to, okay. Hey,
3: your break is to go play middle linebacker for the Cowboys. Like, like oh, not rushing the passer.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, look, I think the one, the one thing the Cowboys are doing an incredible job of, and I mean, shocking the world is Dan Quinn's doing a hell of a job of just lining these guys up in all kinds of different formations. Like yes. it, it just aligning these guys. Like I saw, you know, they'd overload a, one whole side where they'd have five defenders lined up on one side of the center. They're dropping half of them. The, and some yeah. guys are coming, you know, it, it looked, some of it looked like Phil snow stuff. So I think, you know, Micah is kind of the key to all that. The queen, as they kept on, they keep on talking yep. about in chess. Uh, and so they're going to move him around where they need him. And the good, the good thing is that again, the Cowboys have other versatile role players who can kind of fit in behind him where they need to. So uh, I think this is going to be a weekly segment for us. Yeah. Is, it's like, it's like where, where's
3: Waldo? It's like I where's want to Paul say, where in the world is Micah Parsons, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh,
3: just one play I want to highlight before we go. Uh, just to kind of show you where Micah Parsons is at. Uh, he's lined up as a linebacker. He shoots one of the gaps, the inside arm of the left guard which is actually not the gap he was supposed to take because he kind of ran into the defensive tackle and was still able to beat the block, get around the block, and make the tackle on the running back on a wide zone play. Like, he shot the wrong gap and still made the play. Like, once he has a couple years into this and he understands, you know, his keys better and where he's supposed to be, he's going to turn those one-yard you know, gains into three-yard losses, and that's what it's really going to be fun to watch with Michael Parsons
0: even when they use him as the, the penetrator in stunts and stuff, like he's just wrecks shop. I mean, he clears things out for other guys in the interior. Uh, It's just, he's, uh, he's chaos injected into your pass blocking scheme. And and it's, Terrifying, I'm sure. It's fun to watch. Uh, That is it for
3: today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday with a crossover show with Patricia Trina from Locked On Giants. Make sure you guys are tuning in for that. I make fun of Jason Garrett a little bit, as always. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys would expect nothing else. Uh, You can follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, We'll see you next time.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at